we all watched the television coverage of just yesterday. That's on top of everything else that we know and don't know yet based on what we've just been able to see. And because we've seen it or not doesn't mean it hasn't happened. Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? Oh, man, we've been gone a long fucking time. <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody. We, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, um, it's been, it's been a minute. Um, it's been a minute. Yeah, I um, uh, finally got COVID, <laughs> so uh, that happened. Um I have no idea how I got it because I first started feeling sick. Um, not this last weekend, weekend before last on a Friday, started getting this really bad cough. Didn't know what was going on. Um, by the next day I had a fever. Uh, I was like going back and forth from like having hot flashes to cold flashes. It was just, it was a fucking mess. Uh, and within about, I think like five days I had no more symptoms except for a little bit of congestion, a, uh, persistent cough, but I hadn't been around anybody. Like I had no prolonged contact with anybody who, you know, at all, let alone somebody who was sick. <laughs> so, uh, you've been like out and about, not out and about, but like you've gone to, like stores and shit. I'm sure. You know, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no, there's no interaction with anybody, but yeah, I figured that probably the way I got it was some kind of contact with, you know, the, basket handle the grocery store you know or the fucking you know the, the pin keypad or whatever you know the the shit that doesn't get washed anymore like it used to back right, when right. when it was first starting that like you know everyone everyone's coughing into their hand and then they, you know touching the fucking keypad into their pen so i figure you know like the the dirtiest thing that everyone touches every you know couple seconds a new person's touching this dirty thing <laughs> is yeah, probably I, how i got it and I've always been a little germaphobic about that shit, even pre-COVID, just like things that like a million people fucking touch in a week, you know, just like door handles of really busy places or yeah, like keypads and shit. And I always yeah. kind of just been like low key grossed out by those in general. But yeah, especially now that there's like, you're like, you're like Larry David level of, uh, of Oh yeah, no, I, I definitely, definitely have a little bit of that in me. So yeah. it's, it served me well in COVID. I, you know, knock on wood, I've not gotten COVID yet. So we'll, yeah, we'll see well, what happens, I, but. I'm not that much of a germ phobe. In fact, I, I, you know, like forgot 
all about those things. I'm, I'm like racking my brain trying to figure out where I got sick. And I'm like, oh, yeah, those dirty fucking keypads that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're, we're getting washed after every use for a little while. And everyone's just like, all right, we're done with that. We're done with that. Yeah. Line's too yeah. long. This <laughs> is too much of a pain in the ass. We're just gonna stop. Pretty much like the country's reaction to COVID in general. This is too difficult. We're just gonna we're just gonna give up on doing anything about this. And yeah, just I, it's fuck it. you know, like okay, so the the line to go ring up your groceries is you know stretching a hundred feet long, or you could get a, a virus that can kill you. Which do you want? All right, you want to move the line along? All right, let's go, America. Right, <laughs> man, it's crazy it's how much shit. Is, like, is like literally, like I, 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 there's something about Chicago where. Like people don't have different schedules. Everybody in Chicago does the exact same thing at the exact same time, seven days a week, right? So if you go grocery shopping at say four thirty p.m. on a Sunday, you, there will be a line two hundred people long trying to check out all at the same time. <laughs> it's just how Chicago does things, right? Uh, and, and yeah, the last time I was there, it was actually like that, and I. I, I think that may have been the day that I got infected. Was, See, but this this should day. not be something that falls you because you have the ability to kind of go like during the work day some days. You, you should just, you know, like like nobody's well, I don't know about you, maybe in Chicago it's always fucking busy, but I'm sure there are times <laughs> yeah. like during the work day where where it's pretty fucking slow where you could just slip in and out. I mean, usually I try to go grocery shopping after eight PM. Right. Yeah, well that's that's all I do the same thing after yeah, work sometimes. It's just, it's just fucking nice to I mean, half the time, crowds. yeah, my, my local grocery store, if you go there before 7 p.m., like you won't even be able to get a basket to fucking right, which is check so your shit out with. Yeah. So then it's like, oh, I can I can go buy however many things I can hold in my hands feasibly <laughs> uh, or, while I'm standing there in line for half an hour. Or take a giant cart. That's my I, like the place I go to has like these yeah. great little short carts that are like two levels that are easy to maneuver or like the gigantic yeah. carts where when it's busy, it's fucking just infuriating. And a my, my grocery store, anywhere. you can't even ha- you couldn't even have one of those grocery carts because the aisles are only three feet wide. Like it's basically right. a glorified bodega right. uh, is my main grocery <laughs> store. But you go there in the middle of the day, like the line for even just self checkout will go all the way to the back of the building. <laughs> like it's just, you've got to, like, this is, this is what living in a community where there's 22,000 people per square mile looks like, yeah. uh, and, and where there's only one grocery store for all 22,000 people. <laughs> Not even joking. Not even joking. That's brutal. That's brutal. I, uh, yeah. Also brutal. Don't I don't know that. if you heard about Jonathan Majors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, speaking of brutal. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I saw the pictures and, you know, we're supposed like allegedly he beat her up, but also he says, well, like that all happened after I wasn't there. And yeah, who knows? I don't know. Who I fucking knows? I, that 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 entire fucking MCU is fucking dead on arrival anyway. So I don't think there's any, you know, it's in, been in for a while. Sense. But yeah. yeah, he they were pinning all their hopes on this guy as being the next, the next Thanos level. You know, ratings get people watching again after the last four years of fucking boredom. Um, but man, I tell you, uh, to be honest, the Jonathan, the Jonathan Majors trial ended when Ant Man beat Kang. Yeah. <laughs> sorry but that was, I was just like okay alright alright Disney I'm done fucking and, and around you know, with weird. you I think that happened that movie was still coming out when that stuff was starting to break and, and because of like the nature of that character and like the multiverse and shit they easily could have fucking just threw some slapdash thing together to like give themselves an out as a recasting if, if things went south with him and I feel like 
seems crazy that they didn't do that in retrospect. I don't know. Well, they so he's in the the season two of Loki a bunch, what, right? Same thing. Like and that, nobody I, cared. Nobody was like, "How dare they?" You know. But now that he's been convicted, you know, because it's Disney, they're going to be like, "Nope, sorry." Well, they have to at that point, right? Yeah, they in fired their, him. They mind. fired him today. They fired him today. Um, but yeah, I mean, he might he might go to jail. <laughs> so no, right, not, right, he might, not, he might go to legit. You know, yeah, so. yeah. Well, I I mean, it, from what I understood, it was just like battery right i mean and, you know to get convicted in a criminal trial it, the burden of proof is fairly high i you know i didn't yeah you know, I, we both said we didn't follow the case too much i'm sure there was you know it's seemingly enough evidence there to at least put a pretty strong suspicion i don't know I, you I, know when, when your whole brand is failing but it still has to be family friendly at all times then you know, what are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, no, you, yeah, but yeah, domestic battery is not a, not a great look for them at that point. <laughs> um, well, you know, there was a couple, a uh, couple big deaths, uh, uh, over the break since we, uh, since we've been on, uh, obviously the, the, the most important death was, uh, Shane McGowan of the, uh, lead singer of the Pogues from, uh, uh, Ireland slash New York. Uh, he, he, he died while we were on break. I don't know. I, who is yeah. who did he play in Lord of the Rings? What was his what was his character? Fucking Dildo Baggins or yeah, that guy. Um fucking hate Lord of the Rings. But no, uh, uh yeah, no. <laughs> no, obviously the 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 big death of the week, uh of the month of, of the century was uh Henry Kissinger, and we'll we'll talk about that. But I did want to mention Shane McGowan up top because that that was a much more like, you know, you win some, you lose some, because I think he died like the same day or two around when Kissinger died. And I was like, oh man, hmm. you know, whatever. Shame ago. And then I was like, oh, Kissinger. Fuck. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, you take what you take, what you can. But, um, yeah. So Henry Kissinger, uh, died this week. Uh, and obviously, you know, everyone was, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it was not as jubilant as it, I thought it would be. And I, and I think I felt the same way. Cause again, it's like, yeah, I'm glad he's dead, but I mean, this, this fucking cocksucker lived to a hundred years old. Like he, like what th- there's no, re- to me, there's no real victory in that. Like he, he, he lived to a hundred years old in fucking luxury. He never faced any justice for his crimes outside of like, you know, getting mildly yelled at every once in a while when he would go out and speak in public. Um, and, 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 you know, just the gr- earth's gravity, you know, s- slowly forcing him into a fucking glob of goo towards the end of his life <laughs> seriously it's <was laughs> just like he just became this like like a, a shape the human body's not supposed to be like just he was just like like a fucking pear yeah <laughs> look at a picture look at a picture of him like his head's just like sunken just a molding into his fucking torso. shrunken shriveled pear like i don't know what the fuck it's like happening like, there but like literally it's, it's it's something out of fucking john carpenter's the thing you know? seriously, seriously. <laughs> like, 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 several different bodies together <laughs> called it good oh man oh fuck i just got a 4k player i'm gonna, I'm gonna watch the shit out of that i've been i watched like the streaming one but it's not the same is like actual disc 4k direct that's like yeah yeah crazy um i i, I funny but, enough watched that last night on streaming because there was really? nothing else on <laughs> thanks fucking actor strike uh no <laughs> so, no there's, there's really like you can you can feel it it's palpable how there's like the we've reached the point at which there's nothing new to watch and there won't be for several months yeah um just because 
you it's know, it's that that schedule. period where yeah the, where right. the strike was going on and nothing right. really got made. But yeah, I watched that last night, and I'm still just I, I love the fact that you never have any fucking clue what the fuck they're researching there, <laughs> other than no. uh, playing chess and ping pong. Apparently, in the you know subarctic thing, <laughs> like like hey, what what if uh, the real yeah the real the real research there was to see what would happen to twelve guys if they had nothing to do but have you know play pinball and f- fucking yeah table tennis <laughs> yeah oh, um, great fucking movie. Um, but uh, <laughs> it was funny because. Right when he died, I was like, I wonder what the last thing he said, like the last thing he said was, you know, his dying, his dying words as far as, you know, the public. Right. And it turns out he managed to do one last racism before shoving off. <laughs> this is from Politico dated like literally just like three days before he's, he died. Days before his death, right. Henry Kissinger on Hamas attack fallout. Germany let in too many foreigners. <laughs> <laughs> because Because people were... Uh, in the streets celebrating that Hamas had this military victory against Israel, uh, you know, after 16 years of crushing siege, um, they finally had one victory <laughs> against, yeah, you know, against I, I, Israel. And so his response was that that's because, you know, Germany let in too many foreigners. <laughs> <laughs> Good fucking riddance, you old prick. I mean, oh, so, my God. Yeah. You know. Definitely Germany's problem, though, that they weren't harsh enough on uh, foreigners, people that were different than them. That's that's definitely been Germany's problem historically, uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that miserable fuck. I mean, you know, again, like I said, good riddance. I just I couldn't I I, I, like weirdly was not I, I wasn't unhappy when he died, but I wasn't like ecstatic like I thought I'd be. And I think that's ultimately why, because like, you know, outside of the memes, you know, of it all, which we knew would come and have been coming, you know, for years since like, you, like, you know, just the, the can't believe he isn't dead yet type stuff. But uh, you know, it, it just, it, there's no justice in his, in his life and, 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 you know, his peaceful fucking death at the age of a hundred, basically. Yeah. I mean, um, you, you pray for like, you know, his private plane to crash into a volcano, you know, like, you're, just, right. <laughs> you're like, you want like really something. slowly like stalls wanna, in the air and then you just want a sign, like... you want a sign that there was a God and it took him out in it like the worst way possible. Or like, did you see that fucking picture of the, uh, the two Confederate soldiers, uh, tombstone. And one of them said on it that he died from chronic diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like imagine you fucking oh, shit yourself to death, and then it goes on your yeah. tombstone for all eternity. <laughs> the, the one fucking cosmic, you know, the, the nice cosmic moment of the of that death, though, is that Jimmy Carter did get to outlive him. So he, you know, dude had a crazy fucking. Well, week. Like, I mean, it, technically it not yet, but knowing Jimmy Carter, he probably will uh, eventually live past a hundred. Um, no, no, but outlive like like contemporaneously, not like age wise, but like. Um, yeah. because he's been on death store for a fucking year plus, And he's like, you know, he held on just long enough to unfortunately just see his wife die, but then also to see his fucking, one of his biggest nemeses, uh, fucking croak. I mean, Jamie, Jimmy Carter beat cancer at age 94. Uh, right. j- just to, <laughs> I love that. I <laughs> get that. I'm not getting out of here until Kissinger dies first. Yeah, I don't even think he hates Kissinger the way we hate him because he's just you know he's too nice to hate anybody. But no, it is true, did, right? But I did but, notice yeah. that uh, the Onion, uh, the day that Kissinger died, the Onion reran their article uh, entitled uh, "Jimmy Carter Gets Vasectomy Reversed." <laughs> <laughs> 
just oh because he fucks he fucks yep. jimmy carter fucks yeah sure. um so a couple things on kissinger i wanted to, to touch on one was the I, and it's just, it's hilarious when you when you see like glowing mm-hmm. praise for henry kissinger from people who you know have never like they've never interacted with a normal person in their life right because they just they there's no way they could have um so this was a tweet uh, from the uh, Anti-Defamation League, who uh, they, again, have been uh, steadfast in their support of Israel and their genocide in Gaza. ADL tweets out, Henry Kissinger was a towering intellect, diplomat, and practitioner who, not without controversy, helped shape American foreign policy with a lasting impact worldwide. A refugee from Nazi Germany and the first Jewish Secretary of State, he was unapologetic about his heritage and his embrace of the importance of American global power and democratic values. <laughs> democratic values. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, oh, that's my God. For sure, the one thing I associate, uh, uh, fucking, uh, yeah, it, it, when I think of Henry Kissinger, I'm like, yeah, you know, who, what he really cared about is like bringing democracy to other countries. That's that's supporting, for sure. Supporting the elected outcomes of countries, even if <laughs> right. you may not like those <laughs> outcomes, was what he was all about. In other countries was for sure his biggest uh, so thing. So you know, the, the, the ADL's tweet got fucking community noted. Um. And it says here in the community note, uh, readers added context, during a meeting of the Washington Special Actions Group, Kissinger said, quote, if it were not for the accident of my birth, I would be anti-Semitic. Any people who has been persecuted for 2,000 years must be doing something wrong. Oh, that's <laughs> that's nice. That's a nice sentiment. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Just, just, just a real motherfucker, <laughs> no matter which way you slice it. It's kind of unreal. Well, the, the funny thing is, like, he... He wasn't unapologetically supportive of Israel either. Like he would throw some shade on Israel. And he basically at one point said that uh, Israel's problem is that it makes its worst fears come true far too often. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. How many, how many fucking demon, like no matter what subject (laughs) you're talking about, it's it's just unreal. Like there's no, Oh man! I mean, when you're a towering intellect, you got to fucking talk some shit, you know. Like wherever yeah. you are, you're, you're like, "Well, I'm, I'm Kissinger. <laughs> you all paid two hundred fifty dollars to come hear uh, me talk. I better say something yeah. memorable." So yeah, um, I mean, obviously, I you know, I didn't think we're. Oh yeah, do you have more from that? Um, I, just something about you know the 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 amount of tonnage of bombs he legally dropped on Cambodia. Yep. Um, hundred and ten thousand tons of bombs. Dropped on 110,000. Cambodia. Wow, that's, 100, uh, 110,000. That's like a that's like dropping a football stadium. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a, that's that's a, that's a, a hard number to fathom for for not like a, you know not a massive plate like that's 110,000 tons. That's like you know those giant uh, Maersk uh, ship shipping ships. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cargo, you know that's what yeah. they weigh empty. Yeah, <laughs> that's about one hundred and ten thousand tons. So Jesus Christ. Not only let's see here, Rudy. This is this is all from like Rolling Stone, uh, their eulogy. Uh, let's see. Not only was Henry carefully screening the raids, he was reading the raw intelligence. Colonel Ray B. Sighton uh, told Seymour Hirsch uh, for his book, The Price of Power. The second phase of bombing continued until August 1973, five months after the final U.S. combat troops withdrew from Vietnam. By then, U.S. bombs had killed an estimated 100,000 people out of a population of only seven million. 
The final phase of the bombing, which occurred after the Paris Peace Accords mandated U.S. withdrawal from Vietnam, was its most intense, an act of cruel vengeance from a thwarted superpower. So, yeah, just just pettiness, just petulance, you know, like yeah. just uh, we, we got our asses handed to us by Vietnam. So we're going to bomb as much as we can and 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 their neighboring countries, too, for helping them. For being it's, a good neighbor, to bomb them too. It, it's amazing the parallels you see between that and like modern day Israel. Just the, the just no tactical thought whatsoever. It's just like, well, we're mad that we got caught looking fucking unprepared, so we're just going to kill as many people indiscriminately for as long as possible until we're forced to stop. I mean, that's that's really the situation right. we're in now in Israel, and and, and, and it's, it's just, and it's been like this forever. Did you ever yeah. see that that? Um, that uh, animated film, Waltz with Bashir. No, no. What, uh, it won a bunch of awards, but it's about um, some IDF guys who uh, committed so many atrocities in the 1982 war with Lebanon that they've blocked it out of their memories. And oh. they meet up later in life. And as they start to like recount their memories of being in the military together, they start to remember some of these things that they had suppressed, right? Um, and eventually they just finally realized like they both were, you know, genocidal maniacs who were just slaughtering thousands of people purely out of revenge for having lost the war in southern Lebanon, basically, that, that, that it was just like, well, we'll just kill as many people as possible because we've gone mad uh, and we're angry that we're <laughs> that right. we've lost control. So at least we'll, you know, as we're losing control, kill as many people as possible. Sure, so, this, this that was, one. Yeah, well, I think it was made by some Jewish filmmakers too, so they had a hard time like talking shit about it. But I don't remember. I don't remember the movie right when it first came out. I remember I watched it about four or five years after it came out. So that's right. Um, They'll hit him with the self-hating Jew line. That's that's the that's the favorite. You know, like it, when you can't call someone anti-Semitic because they criticize Israel because they're actually uh, Jewish, they'll just call him a self-hating Jew. That's that was the. The move for Bernie Sanders until he I think sort that, of that, fell that, in line. And... I think that the frustrating thing, though, is that the people who would, they they wish that would hurt, don't care because they're not right. religious Jews. <laughs> right. <laughs> like they're right. they're, like, they're, they're totally secular like... Jews, so it's just like, I mean, if I didn't hate myself, what else would I have? You know? <laughs> right, right. Jesus Christ. Yeah, wow. You, you know me so Hate well. myself <laughs> is all I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's, how I, it's how I write good oh. comedy is self-hatred. Right. Um, no, that's that's the way you actually. But it's also hilarious. The way to because, good art is, is, is you know, introspection, yeah. self-hatred. But it's also hilarious because we've covered this before that, you know, Palestinians are Semitic too. Iranians are Semitic. <laughs> right, right. All right. Arabs I mean, are Semitic. You know? a, but a, what, is, what does that word even term. mean? What, what does Semitism even mean? What the, the practice of being a Semite? I don't know, like how you know what what truly is anti-Semitism. Uh, I don't know, committing a genocide and claiming that 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 you know that Zionism is intrinsic to Jewishness. You know, like that. that yeah. <laughs> um, to me, that seems pretty uh, anti-Semitic and anti-Jewish. But yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you, one you uh, really can, Oxford Oxford de- definition of Semitic relating to or denoting a family of languages that include Hebrew, Arabic. Aram- and Aramaic and certain ancient languages such as Fien- uh, Phoenician and Akkadian. So literally the second one on that list is Arabic. So again, it's just, it's preposterous to act as if, you know, the like the Jewish people in that region have cornered the market on on being considered Semitic 
Um, and by calling, you know, a bunch of Arabs anti-Semitic, you're saying that they're all, you know, racist against themselves, basically. Right. One little uh, tidbit here on Kissinger is he's one of the investors that Elizabeth Holmes swindled <laughs> out of millions of dollars. <laughs> oh, man. Just, Which is just am- amazing what you could do with a fucking turtleneck and like a fake deep voice. Like the, the amount of money you could swing swindle out of like, you know, hoardy old white fucking rich guys just just by fucking, you know, I don't know how they did that. Either. A couple octaves be- because it's. I mean, I don't know a lot about medicine, but I, I do know a little bit about just like physics. Sure. Um, and and what she was claiming they could do. Total bullshit. Like with a single drop of blood. Yeah. You know, a hundred different tests with a single drop of blood. I'm like, that's that's not enough to. That's no, no. Physically it, not it, enough. To, and I had experience with this, too, because I took a uh, I took a covid test at home and there wasn't enough liquid in the vial to produce a sample. Right. Like, like there's just, just like it said, you you need, you need like you four drops of it and yeah. I couldn't even get one drop out of the vial. Right. Huh. And, and I've since looked at other at home tests that had enough liquid. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, there clearly something was wrong with this batch. Yeah. Um, where, where a single drop of liquid wasn't enough for a single test of something in this case, let alone a hundred different tests. So yeah, she was full of shit and she's going to jail for it. So yeah, no, hundred percent. But again, it just makes you realize that like for all the sort of machinations that we assign to these, these politicians, and I think there certainly is some of that. A lot of them is really fucking dumb and gullible. And like they, they, they get like a shiny object held in front of their face and they take it for face value. I mean, I think we have to view them the same way we view contemporaries from their age group. You know, people in our parents, and our grandparents generation who will just regurgitate the stupidest thing you've ever heard to you, you know, to your face. And you're just like, no, 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 that's not true at all. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, no. I heard it. I, I heard it. Somebody was telling me that. And then like you, you just. I think you have to assign that level of intelligence to, to politicians because it's not that they're like, you know, not schooled, but they're also just, they come from a generation where there was like drilled into their heads of like, you will just accept whatever is told to you. And that's, you know, <laughs> to be, well, it's, why? it's, it's polite, you know? Yeah. Um, you mentioned, uh, you know, the, the, the con artist wearing turtlenecks and, uh, you did remind me of, uh, Vladimir Zelensky. <laughs> yes. You notice how Speaking often he's, of- how often he's going around asking people for money while wearing a turtleneck? It's near constant. <laughs> yeah, no, unreal, unreal. Um, so just, he's just, uh, just Google uh, Zelensky turtleneck and you'll see. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, that's all he wears is turtlenecks. Oh my holy shit! Man, I've I've never seen someone so fucking desperate. You know the the twerking for dollars isn't working anymore for him because you know that it. America and the media found a new toy to play with and, and, you know, they don't want to play with Ukraine anymore. So he, he's very much in panic mode. Cause I think he, he realizes his usefulness to the Nazis that are helping him maintain his fucking, you know, uh, grasp of, of the government in the Ukraine and his grasp of, you know, power, uh, only see him u- as useful as long as he keeps getting the, this money come funneling in from the U S as soon as like we legitimately cut off money, and and again, this is something that could happen. Um, I don't know if it would because he's such a fucking wild card. But like, if Trump got elected, and he's just like, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna give Zelensky Zelensky any more fucking money. Like, I, I I just don't think it's worth our money to to spend. You know, funding his base this would love war. that. 
Trump's and th- with, base and would love that. And, and that's very much why I think he could do that. You know, not saying one way or another, whether that like, you know, be, means anything, but I, I, I could easily imagine a situation where Zelensky is going to have to, you know, flee the country under fucking cover of night. You know, yeah, he'll he'll be in Poland when that goes down already. Yeah, hundred percent gonna flee Poland. Won't uh, just be there. He'll he'll be in Poland looking for money on election night, and and whoops, whoops, I can't come home. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, Zelensky was actually back in D.C. Uh, the other day, I think last Tuesday. Um, visiting Capitol Hill, and I just had a quote here from a Republican who, you know. Uh, the worst guy in the world just had the, you know, an opinion you agree with. But um, this is so this is from Senator J.D. Vance, Republican from Ohio, said the idea of flying this guy in last minute effectively to badger and guilt trip us. I just find grotesque. <laughs> <laughs> He's been invited here by Joe Biden to come to do the president's bidding. Senator Roger Marshall, a uh, Republican from Kansas, claimed in an interview with the Family Research Council. We don't need another preaching message. Everything that can be said about Ukraine has been said. Not everybody said it, but everything has been said. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. we don't give a fuck about Ukraine. No, <laughs> we never and, did. And, and he's, you know, again, I think if, if he had come along at a certain time with a certain type of president, like a, if he if this had all happened with a Republican in office and like they made this part of their sort of cause, because again, there's no real... Uh, ideology behind supporting Ukraine over, you know, Russia or anything like that, other than just like, we like to fucking, you know, saber rattle against, against our perceived enemies in the world. But I, I think he, he really got fucked over by, by attaching himself so severely to Joe Biden, who is now just a like record low unpopular president, like all time fucking unpopular president. And anyone, you know, who's elected, who's not Joe Biden, which again, there's a very, very good chance that it won't be Joe Biden that's sitting in that office in January, uh, 2025. You think they're uh, going to drop Biden and go with Newsom at the last second? I don't even. I, I, I think for sure Trump's going to win if it's Trump and Biden, and I think there's even a good chance that Biden doesn't even run as the nominee. So yeah, I think, I think regardless, like there's a in my mind there's like a 70 percent chance that Joe Biden is not going to be the president in 2025. I would be very surprised. If he if he managed to stay in the race and somehow fucking beat Trump, given his current numbers, um, I, I, historically where he's at uh, popularity wise uh, or lack of popularity wise is as low as any. But nobody has ever had this low of popularity this late into their term, first term and won reelection like in, in the history of the United States. So uh, that's going to be a pretty hard fucking hill for him to climb. Well, so this poll uh, from Monmouth um, University just came out today or yesterday. Uh, said sixty-one percent of respondents disapprove of Biden's job. Usually, you have you know a certain amount that approves, and then the middle ground where people don't have an opinion either way, and then you have the disapproval numbers. And it's sixty-one percent disapprove. <laughs> That's like. I've never seen those numbers before for any president in my lifetime. No, well, uh, I think I want to say Bush got there at the end of his presidency. That was after Katrina, though, and he'd already been. No, I mean, right. I mean, yeah, you know, there's right. a lot. of He certainly earned it. But I think that. But but again, that's after eight years of just in that complete like world history level 
ineptitude and mismanagement of the office, uh, he got there. Biden hasn't even been in that office for, for, you know, a full four years, and he's there already. A full three years, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, Yeah. Well, when you destroy an American city, we'll give you a pass. But you do it twice, (laughs) shame on you. (laughs) With Bush, it was uh, one city too many. I think was uh, was the thing there where it was it was just I, I mean not to you could do it to to, to, back, to, but, to brown uh, people in other countries all you want but the second you do it to a city uh, in this country then you're really fucked then you, that's once you see corpses floating down the street on the second week after a disaster you kind of own that one <laughs> yep, <laughs> like yep. I understand there's some dead bodies after a natural disaster the first week but. Uh, week two, and you've just got you know bloated corpses twirling in the midday sun, <laughs> washing down fucking Bourbon Street. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. Sorry um, to paint a picture there, guys. <laughs> no, no, God, I mean, you know, fuck. Uh, you got fucking Chris Kyle, you know, sniping people from the roof of the uh, of the Superdome, according to him. Fuck, you know, American hero, Chris Kyle. Uh, Is that what he said he did? Yo, yeah, that's what he claimed he did. How did he climb up on top of the Superdome? It's like you'd slide off that thing. <laughs> there's probably, I'm sure there's like access, like, you know, maintenance access. Well, how did he get into it, though? <laughs> because Katri- clearly New Orleans was a fucking lawless nightmare full of fucking, you know, contractors running around just you, shooting he, looters. You'd think he'd just shoot the people trapped inside the Superdome. That'd be easier for a fucking fascist like that guy. Um yeah, so, so speaking of dead guys, I did want to mention this really quick. I had an interesting interaction with some uh, Trotskyites. <laughs> Every time I have an interaction with a Trotskyite, it's an interesting interaction because there's... Sorry if there's this is going to piss anybody off, but there, there's something about Trotskyites that make them unique uh, in all the different veins of, of socialist and communists. And I think it's just like book nerds. For some, there's some reason that like, socialist book nerds get really drawn to Leon Trotsky. Um, and somebody posted this on Twitter. It was a meme, uh, kind of vaporwave font looking meme, and it's Trotsky. Uh, and it says, this is apparently a quote from Trotsky, I think. If you cannot convince a fascist, acquaint his head with the pavement. <laughs> uh, and I reply, that's kind of ironic considering what Trotsky's head was got acquainted with. <laughs> And of course, they fucking all of his supporters got mad at me. <laughs> One replied, you think it's good and funny that Stalin had him murdered? And I replied, what did I say? Read it again. <laughs> like, I didn't say it was funny or good. I just said it's ironic that his head got acquainted with acquainted. So I'm guessing a, the thing, the thing that you think they all share is a uh, lack of humor or self-awareness is probably. Yes. A lack okay. of a lack of irony, and then yeah. another guy says, "Any mention of Trotsky always brings them out of the woodwork." <laughs> so I replied, "Is it like an homage to Trotsky that his followers are determined to give all other commies a splitting headache?" <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, like when you get in that level of deep, like I, I, I don't know, I, I have no problem with people identifying like with whichever like sort of political wing of communism they want, but like when you're really getting that like granular, like. I just don't know how you come to the conclusion it's, of like that's what I am. Like I'm just the Trotskyite, or like I'm a. You know, I don't like, know. There, there's a really funny comedy about about that. Um, <laughs> the 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 minutia that people will 
it go to war over. It, it just seems very like um, like me- like mental masturbation at that point to be like, oh no, I'm a- right? Well, no, and and for sure, like you should watch out for the people that are like, oh no, I'm definitely a Stalinist. That's that's the the closest representation of my, you know. But outside of that, like it's like yeah, listen, you know. listen to Parenti talk about Stalin and all the good shit he did, and try to deny it. Um, no, I, but again, like I, I agree. And and I think there's he's a definitely a complicated historical figure. But to be like he's the one of all the communist leaders that I would identify with the most is a little like eh. no. It's I mean the, the, it's not that we hate fucking Trotsky. It's that the the fact that he got fucking killed with an ice pack uh, ice pick to the back of the skull is the thing that makes it funny because right. things like that don't happen very often. <laughs> right, right. Right. Um, and the guy who killed him felt terrible about it afterwards, but he was just like, well, I was told I had to. So I spent years, years living a double life to try to get close to him and it worked. <laughs> so, uh, but just, you know, I mean, like there's, there's famous people in history that I liked who got fucking awfully, ironically killed, killed in I, funny ways. <laughs> I mean, just, I, I don't know if it's necessarily funny that John Brown was hanged to death, but like. I mean, it happened. It, at least it was for a good cause. No, um, I, shit. I mean, I think I think his death, you know, as unfortunate as it was, it, it cont- you know at the time, probably was the best thing that ever happened in this country because I mean, I mean, I don't think the martyrdom of his of his struggle would have, you know, I don't think it would have had the impact it had if he hadn't been caught. Like, I, I guess I don't really know. I mean, it, it really. Oh, depends, he knew what he was doing. He. That's he, what I mean. Like, I, I, I think a, he knew from. The, the newspapers and the reporting and the telegrams are going out. I mean, the, the we talked about this on our Good Lord Bird review at length, that it was one of the first court cases that was covered day by day internationally. It wasn't right. possible. He wanted, to, you know, he point. wanted it to be to be, you know, to that extent. Like right. he either wanted to succeed and, you know, free a bunch of slaves and keep going or get caught and use that as the catalyst to, you know, ignite a national yeah. movement. But the thing is, he uh, couldn't have known the media impact of it because nothing like that had ever happened before. And the technology didn't exist to broadcast it around the world up till then. So I think that he was probably very surprised pleasantly that there was so much interest in what he had done that it actually word got around the whole world. Um, you know, cause nobody, you know, nobody could have predicted that, you know, nobody knew like what was, what was going to be, you know, the result of this brand new technology, the fucking telegram where you can send an electronic message halfway around the world instantaneously. Um, but yeah, I just fascinating. But anyway, <laughs> we should probably talk about other events going around halfway around the world. Um, Cause I do have a few tweets I wanted to get into about this. Yeah. Uh, so what, so what did you want to do? Did we want to touch on Gaza a little bit? Is that kind of where you were? Yeah, just every day there's like another level of horror that I never thought I would live through. Um, I'll just start going through them here. This is from uh, the Jerusalem Post. Um, this is a according to a council head. I don't know what you know what level of government somebody within the Israeli government felt comfortable saying that uh, Israel should make Gaza look like Auschwitz. Oh, that's that great, great, great analogy. I'm glad glad that's something that you're. You're striving to achieve uh, as a country is that, you know, that's their gold standard. That's their gold standard for atrocities is like, yeah, we'll do an Auschwitz to you. 
it, it's just amazing. Like the right wing, like, you know, just the right wing fucking maniacs that run Israel are just like, yeah, no, I mean, you know, I, 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 they're like, I get it. I just, it sucks that it was done to us, but I totally get why they did it. Like I, we, we would do the same thing. We, you know, and have been doing the same thing pretty much. It's just, you know, it sucks that it was happening to us. So, you know, it's, like they had no problem with the method. They just had the problem with the target that their only problem was the target, which is, I, I just, I don't know how you, how you fucking, how your brain works that way like that's just amazing to me but i mean it's part of it's just you know they have isolated themselves so much from the world with the way they behave that they they don't see anything wrong with what they're doing um another another one here from israeli government minister near barkat said what hamas is committing is worse than what the nazis did (laughs) so sure yeah i mean just 100 percent genuinely stunned by how quickly and fully Israel has moved to minimizing the Holocaust is <laughs> to, to say not only is not only is what Hamas doing worse than the Holocaust, but we want to do worse than that. But I guess in a way, if they're saying what they want to do is just the Holocaust, then it's still not as bad as what Hamas is doing to them. It's just but, amazing uh, that like, you know, know, Holocaust denial and Holocaust minimization is like, the number one thing that people get called out for in like, you know, political circles or like society, like, and rightfully so, you know, I mean, if like people that are outright denying it or like, oh, it's way over exactly like all those people, like those people are fucking nuts and whatever. But it's crazy that the one of the primary sources of it uh, is ostensibly a group of people who, you know, have direct links to it uh, and, and maybe suffered the most from it. Like, it, it, it's insane to me that that's. That's where yeah, we're at the, now. The, That's how the fucking... people that grew up in New Jersey who now uh, have claimed <laughs> right. lands in the West Bank. <laughs> right, right, right. Personally right. touched the... by a story they heard on a real estate website. <laughs> oh, my God. What a fucking, what a clown show fucking country that is. Just what a, what a. I, New n- Jersey? Never... <laughs> yes. Well, that did. Yes. It is. It is like its own country. But no, it, it's real. Uh. Just what a. What a fucking fake! Like it's it's amazing that we've just let this charade go on for this long, and that you know, and, and largely I say we, but I mean outside of the United States, there really are not a lot of countries that uh, don't recognize Palestine as a legitimate country. Um, and, and well, it's, recon- it's, you know, um, yeah, it's amazing to me um, how <clears throat> fully throated Israel is saying now we've never offered Palestine a chance at statehood and we never will yeah because, no, but because no, for decades for decades we've been told this lie that israel has made offer after offer to palestine and that palestinians have rejected it and that's why there's not peace and now israel's just admitting fully admitting no we've never done that and we never will we never would do that we will never allow them to be a state and meanwhile anthony blinken's still just like oh it's two-state solution Blinken uh, quoted here on Twitter, um, this could be over tomorrow if Hamas got out of the way of civilians. Yeah. How could, so if they were, if, if Hamas was in the way of civilians, wouldn't Israel have actually killed some Hamas people instead of the civilians? (laughs) Yeah. You think with all the human shields they fucking use that they would have killed some of these guys. Our missiles just keep hitting the civilians and they're like, it's like the Hamas can just repel them with a magic wand and the missile just goes around them and hits the hospital instead. It just keeps happening. (laughs) We don't know what's going on. It's unbelievable. Um, Yeah. So Blinken says this could be over tomorrow if Hamas got out of the way of civilians instead of hiding behind them 
if it put down its weapons, if it surrendered. And what there ought to be is a call on behalf of the entire world for Hamas to do just that. Yeah, so somebody replied, this could be over tomorrow if Israel lifted the illegal siege on Gaza, freed thousands of Palestinian hostages, many of them minors, and laid down their U.S.-made weapons used to kill and steal land. Israel is a belligerent occupier. Thieves have no right to defend stolen goods. Yeah, That was 100%. just some, some random person relied to that's, the uh, Lincoln quote. Not going to happen, though, unfortunately. But yes, that's that's absolutely true. And I mean, even to the point of what you're saying, I, I, I think it was this week, uh, Netanyahu was speaking somewhere. I want to say it was at NATO or some sort of conference. And he basically was like, you know, you, you've accused me for years of, uh, you know, blocking a two state solution. And it's, he basically was like, and it's true. Yeah, no, I, 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 I have like, and there was no real like follow up to that. I was just like, yeah, no, I, I don't, that's not going to happen. Like, I don't support that. And that was the extent of it. And it was like, you, you could just, you're just saying the quiet part out loud now. Like you have no, there's, it, there shouldn't be a pretense anymore, and I'm kind of glad there isn't a pretense anymore. But I would love for my intelligence to stop being insulted by stop being insulted by the the fucking Anthony Blinkens of the world who just will continue to propagate this this lie of all fucking lies that's been around as long as I've been alive that America supports a two state solution or that you know Israel's working towards a two state solution and that it's just those those pesky terrorists in Hamas that are preventing that. Um, Israel's goal, you know, for as long as I can remember has been to pretend that there's some element of like, oh yeah, no, we want to find a solution too, you know, to keep the world at bay while they continue to seize land and make it harder and harder to untangle and harder and harder for, uh, any of that land to be clawed back in any sort of an agreement. I think, you know, if you steal 60% of the land and you make an agreement to give some of it back. Well, you, you're still, then you're back to the minority at that point. But if you steal 98% of the land and you give them 7% of the land back, uh, you know, you're America at that point. You're, you, you've done what we did right. with the, with the native Americans. Like that's, that's the model. That oh, is the I, I model hundred percent. I saw the ultimate of ultimate, uh, fucking bad faith takes the other day where somebody said, well, actually it was, it was, uh, Netanyahu that got rid of all the settlers in Gaza back in 2005. So actually it was Israel that ethnically cleansed Jews from Palestine. <laughs> so that yeah. it means that the Palestinians are actually the settlers. Yeah. <laughs> no, hundred like, percent. That's, I was like, sure okay, you know what those words mean. That's, that's I, what I what found, like. I have <laughs> found E Fartlow's alt account. <laughs> Clearly. Oh, uh, did you oh see this God. one? This was in, um, I don't even know what this was. An op-ed by a guy named Adam Kirsch. Uh, is it time to retire the term genocide? Yeah, absolutely. Retire the term, not retire genocide, but the term genocide. Because <laughs> we don't you know, like words, what's words, being applied to uh, genocide. Yeah, no, words words for sure shouldn't exist when they when they make me uncomfortable or, you know, are exactly describing perfectly the situation that uh, the country I support <sighs> is is carrying out right now. That's, you know. Speaking of Eve Fartlow, did you? I, I sent you the tweet of hers um, from uh, from this week, actually from yesterday. Gen H, yeah. So, so <laughs> this is a real, and people are like, "This is a fucking drill tweet. This is not a real tweet." Uh, but she really tweeted this. Uh, so long, Gen Z. From now on, I call you Gen H, Generation Hamas. <laughs> Ooh, she got us. She got and, us. 
And it's just am- amazing that just, you know, the people, it's a, she always locks her tweets because she's just mercilessly mocked for her fucking, you know, all time fucking stupidity as a pundit on Twitter. Um, and she, she locks her replies to anyone who, uh, she follows or mentions. So because she didn't mention anyone, it's just down to who she follows. Uh, but nobody that she follows wants anything to fucking do well, with that's her. That's what I thought. I was like, she blocks everyone from applying, right? And then I looked at her account and I actually, no, it's only people who follow her and have never seen anybody reply to her before. No, it's a, it's truly amazing because there are a lot of people who lock their replies to that, like celebrities or prominent people of only like, hey, people I follow are like. And you always see like five, six, seven, you know, their friends or colleagues or whatever, you'll reply to them typically positively because that's the <laughs> echo chamber they're creating. Uh, but she's got nobody that will dare jump on that fucking grenade with her. I, you know, it, it's just it's like she you just think of her sitting in a room by herself with like, you know, her phone never rings parents never call to check on her like just nobody loves her no 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 <laughs> that's why she is sure. the bitter isolationist just, just, just constantly being triggered by is. like free parking signs and she's walking around town and you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh jesus i, I, um, I just man yeah i, you, oh, I really gotta worry you... with wonder with some of these people like what they're like in real life like i just there are people who are just so fucking like comical and like i can't imagine like this is a real person, but I, there are people behind these accounts, like in real life. Like I just can't imagine what Allegedly. they're, yeah, what right. I I can't imagine like what they're, you know, uh, their like friends would or if they have any, but like what what any of their social daily interactions are like with anybody. It's just a it's a fascinating. They're boring. They're boring people. That's why they yes. come up with shit like this to shock people into giving them attention, because in real life they're dull. They're not fun to talk to. They're not fun to be around, especially when they can't stop farting. Um, <laughs> speaking of chronic diarrhea, mm-hmm. God damn. Um, and, and so we haven't done the show for a long time, uh, for weeks now, and uh, I'm glad to be back. But uh, I'm trying to remember like the last, some of the last stuff we talked about. I know that there have been a bunch of the quote unquote hostages released from Gaza. And I'm sure you saw some of these videos where it does nothing but make Hamas look good. Oh, they all like <laughs> dap up fucking Hamas as they're getting out of the van and shit. They're yeah. Just, like, yeah. Amazing. My fucking, my new homies, Hamas, you know, and, and just, you could tell it wasn't like a priest. Like it's it just very much like, Oh man, Hey, we had a great weekend. Like it, it felt very like genuine and not at all. Right. Like, uh, you right, know, do right. this or we'll shoot you. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the IDF <clears> is <throat> shooting and killing, murdering, their own people who other Israelis, right? Right. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're going like full on Hannibal directive, even with hostages who have escaped. They're like, nope, you're you dishonored us by being a captive. We have to kill you. Do you know about this? This Hannibal directive thing? Uh, I've heard the term before. I'm not fully familiar with the the the. So the unofficial policy of Israel is that it is better to kill their own people than allow them to be kidnapped or held captive by animals oh that's not at all psychotic and they have uh on repeated occasion targeted their own people to be killed after they'd been captured before they could be taken back to to gaza oh that's nice so the 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 thinking is is that people have right now is like they mistakenly killed them because they thought they were palestinian civilians which is horrifying enough 
Right. Well, that's the but story. We know, but but we right, know. But we know not. that they, they've they've killed twenty thousand Palestinian civilians, um, and don't care. Right, right. Right. So, but but it's all it makes me wonder because these guys were like shouting for help in Hebrew, waving a white flag, shirtless. We're standing next to a building that had signs in the windows in Hebrew again saying, you know, SOS, help us. We are, you know, Israeli hostages. Yeah. And they shot them anyway. So it makes me wonder if this was, if they were told that, you know, if you encounter any hostages, kill them. And then we'll just say that, you know, it's Hamas's fault. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we thought it was a trap by Hamas. That's, that's a great go to excuse for literally anything that you could do. Right. Which well, there have been some traps, and I, I want I wanted to get to one of those traps. Um, this was fucking hilarious. Um, da, 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 da. I've got so much stuff here. I'm trying to find it. Oh, so yeah, this is from almost three weeks ago. It's from November 23rd. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Hamas has had a strategy of luring IDF troops <clears throat> to their doom um, by playing audio recordings of children laughing and playing. <laughs> just process that for a minute yeah no i i get it 100 percent. it's hilarious that that actually works they're like oh hey children laughing and playing let's go kill them and then just you know so yeah. hamas would get loudspeakers uh, assuming they're good enough quality speakers that they don't sound like speakers they sound like right. real people right hamas strategically uh baited israeli soldiers with speakers in an alleyway to play uh conversations of arabic children kids so the soldiers would come running after the kids, trying to find them and to kill them, and then Hamas would ambush them. I would argue that's not really an ambush. Uh, an ambush. <laughs> no, that's that's karmic justice at that point. That's uh, Th- that's, that's, you were... that's taking out the fucking trash at that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, and this it's... was this was in areas where they, they had already been bombed too. So just imagine IDF is like, we already bombed this area. This whole neighborhood was leveled to the ground. Why are there still children laughing and playing? Imagine the jubilance of a fucking IDF fucking bloodthirsty maniac rounding the corner expecting to see like a smiling child, you know, kicking a soccer ball in the rubble of what was once his house. And then, you know, they get ambushed by a moss and fucking, you know, garroted or whatever. That that, that just what, what an incredible fucking I just it's amazing to me that people just don't see who the good guys and who the bad guys are in this conflict and that we're still they do it's just those people lit. aren't invited onto cable news no no when, <laughs> when i say i mean yeah broadly i mean i think there's yeah they're, they're, they're just the the general you know I, I, but I, you know and again i think we we've talked about opinion polls there's not a lot of support for this this you know any sort of funding or military support to this conflict and we've talked about that um and i think it's just going to get worse and again this is just Yet another albatross Joe Biden is going to hang around his fucking neck. Just another millstone to fucking drag him to the bottom of the of the sea as he loses uh, the popular vote to Donald Trump, which would be a historical uh, defeat to lose the popular vote to a Republican president. I don't think that's happened. Uh, if you don't count Bush, which I don't uh, in 2000, because that was a bullshit, you know, election. Uh, when's the last time a, Rep- a, a fucking Bush senior? Jesus Christ, what was that, uh, 90 to 30 years ago? A, a, a Republican has not won the popular vote if it, by my quick, you know, not no looking up calculations in uh, 30 years. So that that's a pretty fucking uh, historic defeat if, if, if Biden does, in fact, you know, lose outright oh to Trump. Did you, did you see the, like he will. that that uh, <clears throat> the the fake 
uh, transcript from the Trump speech that everyone thought was real about <laughs> about the the Panera lemonade. <laughs> but it was so it was so good. It was so real. Like it was so like it was so exactly. It was like, so his perfectly syntax. what he would say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't even know about the Panera lemonade. And somebody was like, how did Trump find out about the Panera lemonade? And somebody, somebody replied, I'm his speechwriter. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, he was like, have you heard, of, have you heard about the, this, this lemonade at Panera? It's killing people. We never had like that. Anything like that. When I was president, Joe Biden, though, Joe Biden gives you, when life gives you lemons, Joe Biden kills you with them. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, see, but that's exactly how you'd say it. it, it it's perfect. Um, you know, apparently there's this fucking lemonade that like Panera makes as like insane levels of caffeine that like has sent people to the hospital. Like it's a, some crazy fucking like razzed up fucking lemonade that they, I don't they think they're gonna have to like you know it's I a four even... four loco of its time. But yeah, jeez, um, it's awful. But, it's brutal. Yeah, no, I know. Um, you Joe know, Biden should not... definitely do something about that. <laughs> Right now, I know what the fuck is he doing. Uh, priorities, uh, you know, what's not uh, fake though, and I thought it was a fake transcript when I saw it written out on Twitter, and then someone actually produced the video of it. And I can't believe this is like a real interaction, but this interaction that Eric Adams had today on uh, on NBC, I believe it was, uh, with the with the reporter, just with a total softball question. I just incredible answer. This man has just incredible fucking negative charisma. Uh, let me play this audio. Mr. Mayor, we've come to the end of what was a very eventful 2023, right? <laughs> so when you look at the totality of the year, if you had to describe it, and it's tough to do, in one word, what would that word be? And tell me why. Uh, New York. Uh, this is a place where every day you wake up, uh, you could experience everything from a plane crashing into our trade center to a a person who's celebrating a new business that's open. Uh, this is a very, very complicated city, and that's why it's the greatest city on the globe. What? <laughs> that's fucking word for word. Someone put that up in, like, captions. I was like, that's clearly, like, one of those Trump-like fucking meme. But no, no, he really said it. First of all, he, he failed immediately. It was described just described this year in one word, and he said New York. And then he goes into this rambling fucking I, I didn't realize New York was an adjective. <laughs> no, and, and and also multiple words. And then, you know, it, 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 yeah, you know, New York's crazy. Like you could any given day you could wake up and like there's like a plane flying into the World Trade Center. Or hey. like a new guy's opening up his own small bit. Like what a fucking psychotic! Like there's just one of those things happens those more often than the other. <laughs> but under my administration, I'd like it known that it could literally happen <laughs> any that's day. Nine eleven could happen city in the any world. day. And you know, and any day you could wake up. Basically, what he said is, any day you could wake up and there'd be a plane flying into the World Trade Center, and that's why New York is the greatest city in the world. <laughs> It's complicated. It's complicated. There, there is nothing behind those eyes. There's just nothing happening in there. Just fucking rattling, rattling cogs that don't won't turn anymore. They're seized up. It, it's just there's a single nothing behind the eyes. There's a single lima bean un, <laughs> uncooked in a can just bouncing oh, around. Clink, 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 I just, clink, clink, clink. 
I'll never get over the fact that this man fucking does not even live in New did not even live in New York and fucking had to cook up some story where where he fucking had like took reporters to his downtown apartment which had a bunch of like young like kids like like sneakers like you know designer sneakers lying around and it was clearly like his son's apartment that he you know helped him sublet or whatever <laughs> like it's just fucking just from day one this man has been just a fucking clown and a terrible fucking right-wing shitbag you know we talked about the fact that he's an ex-cop and a right-wing piece of shit but it's amazing to me that the the how low fucking new yorkers standards are like that they just, just refuse to elect uh someone for you know a mayor who's not just complete fucking clown well you like, know what his next move is right what's that 2028 oh jesus open primary baby <laughs> No, he'll end up as an ambassador to Israel if Biden wins again, I'm sure. Or some some fucking, you know, just get him out of our way kind of position. Um, I don't but, think you know. that that's, you know, I mean, he's got brand recognition, right? That's what matters. Yeah, I mm. guess. That's, I don't know. That's, uh, that's what everyone's saying about uh, Fetterman. Is that yeah, it's not enough fucking he's progressive. He forgot about about brand recognition. That's his real problem right now. You know, for sure, not the fact that he fucking lied about, you know, being remotely progressive to get elected. Just the most meaningless word, too. But yeah, so he tweeted out that I am not a progressive. I'm I'm a regular Democrat. I'm like, well, you're a regular piece of shit. So that part's true. Um, But he got community noted on his tweet claiming that he is not a progressive. I mean, I don't think you have to look hard to realize that that's very true. But again, where progressive doesn't fucking mean anything anyway. Right. And people are pulling uh, up clips of him saying that, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Democrat and I'm a progressive and I'm running as a strong, prog- like he, literally saying the phrase, I'm a progressive on the campaign trail, like a year ago. The community he's... note, I think had at least six different links. Right. To, and and the, the community note was simply, uh, John Fetterman ran as a progressive Democrat with a bunch of like source linking, you know, sources linking, uh, videos of him saying as much. Um, yeah, right. just complete but fucking just, you know, it, 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 it shows it doesn't fucking mean anything. It shows that you can run as anything. And then, you know, the only actual purity test is to APAC. That's the one purity test they all have to pass and the only one they have to pass. Um, and but he knows talk- his job There's no his job is to support Israel no matter how many babies they kill, no matter how many hospitals they bomb, no matter how many journalists they shoot the legs out of. Um, yeah. I think they the. The last count I saw was uh, 80, 80 journalists dead. Yeah, 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 no, 100 percent. It's just, you know, they're they're beyond fucking monstrous. And I think we flogged to death the concept of progressive as a meaningless term uh, years ago, but people still, you know, use it. And at this point, like beyond just like, hey, that's your fucking brand. And like, yeah, sure. Fine. If that's, you know, what gets you through the fucking week at this point, like it's a completely fucking ridiculous uh meaningless bullshit term um and it has been for a very long time uh and you know it's It's just just when people want to say socialist but they're worried that like their racist uncle is gonna you know not well and it's a a good distinguisher i hope they continue to use that that expression because i mean clearly most of these people are not socialists and not Certainly not communists, but not even, you know, I wouldn't even go as far to call most of them social Democrats, uh, you know, and, and I think Bernie's <sighs> even evolved past that point where he's even, 
you know, or, you know, or democratic socialists, which is just like a bare fucking, you know, half step up from that. It's just, you know, I, I, there's certainly a spectrum and I think they're all, uh, significantly to the right of where any of them, uh, anyone that I would ever vote for should be. Um, so, you know, that's, uh, it is what it is. I just, that's, this is why I just don't pay attention to electoral politics outside of just laughing at the fucking, you know, the, 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 the absurdist comedy of it all, the fucking George Santos of it all. Um, I had who's to, now doing who's uh, now doing uh cameos by the way i don't know if you saw that he, 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 he I, i've half considered like trying to raise like do a crowdfund just to get him and do an intro for our show at this point because ew. what a fucking yeah did you see his fake outrage about the uh the the senate gay sex tape thing <laughs> no did he did he have a fake outrage thing about that oh yeah yeah he's like well somebody else is is the fucking flocking boy this week so i'm gonna use my celebrity <laughs> right. to uh to ride on this one um <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna repeat what he said because it gets a little too graphic but uh you, you did remind me um i, I po- reposted this meme i had to recreate this meme from memory at one point because i couldn't find it uh but i found the template for it so I I remade it and just recently posted it since we were talking about social gems. Uh It's it's really it's not a meme. It's more of like a com- like multi panel comic. <laughs> In the first panel, there's a man standing at the ramparts of a castle with a uh, spyglass, and he says, "There's socialists approaching." Uh, another guy is pulling a lever, big gear tied to a chain, and he says, "Open the gate," because it's like a, they're in a castle. Yeah. Uh, then the next guy says, they say they're actually just Sochdems. Next guy says, close the gate. <laughs> and then the next guy, the spyglass says, but they say they oppose Israel. And then the guy says, open the gate a little. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's your progressive, you know, uh, yep. basically <laughs> social Democrat. If you can muster any ounce of criticism, for Israel, uh, apparently that's that gets you the progressive label, and that's for the me, bare, bare fucking minimum, minimum. Bare fucking minimum of like you, you, you're somebody I would even remotely take seriously as somebody that I can consider an ally. Is that that you uh, identify how th- that Israel's you know historically the bad guy in their current conflict? That would be the bare fucking minimum, um, and and, nope. and I don't think a single. Congressional, well, actually, I'm sorry. There is there is one or two, but the, almost nobody in Congress can even you know recognize that, which shows you why we're in the fucking situation we're in. The, the thing that's really different now, though, is you've had enough generations of people who have understood and or, or have learned about you know the history of settler colonialism, of white nationalism, uh, manifest destiny, you know, and the struggles for liberation against that. Right. And it's become amongst Gen Z, you know, it's just a foregone conclusion that this is that same struggle, right? That historically, you've got a bunch of white settlers from Europe coming to an indigenous population, massacring them, forcing them off their land, stealing their land, and claiming it as their own. Uh, the problem is just, just that it happened too recently to our <laughs> current events right now for people, you know, they, they, they're not able to say, well, that was a long time ago because it wasn't and it's still happening right now. <laughs> so yeah. I think that that is, that is the one thing that makes this time different is just 
a vastly higher level of historical context for what's going on in Gaza and Israel amongst young people right now who are vastly more historically literate than any generation before them. Yeah, no, that, that that's that's a hundred percent true, and I think that's going to be, you know, in the long term, the the saving grace of this whole situation. I just think it's unfortunate how many uh, innocent Palestinians are going to have to die to get to that point. But um, hopefully, sooner rather than later, uh, we will get to that point. Um, hopefully, in our lifetimes, that would be uh, nice. <laughs> but, <sighs> yeah, I don't I know. This hope. is this this story. I have a real quick story. Um, it's pretty much the last thing I'm, I'm going to have for us here today, but yep. uh, this was first reported in local press and then didn't get any national coverage for several days after, which was very telling. But then I think enough people were shared on social media that the, the big legacy media uh, people realized that they had to jump on the story, too. So this headline this is kind of amazing, but also very telling, but also hilarious that it happened so quickly. Uh, teacher arrested for reportedly threatening student with decapitation admits cultural sensitivity dispute. That's a weird way to phrase that. Very yeah. awkward way, way to phrase that because I'd say so. I, th- I don't, uh, but the fact that, I mean, just <laughs> so, okay. So this teacher this is a public school, not a private school. This teacher was ha- had hung up an uh, Israeli flag in his classroom. Now, I, I'm pretty sure that, that they're not allowed to do that, like no. just ha- hanging up other countries' flags. I mean, unless it was like a display of a bunch of world's flags, and usually you would have like a poster that did that or something. I don't know. Uh, and, you know, at least to the 12-year-old girl that uh, he threatened, she found that flag to be offensive. Just the flag of Israel she found to be offensive, which I think is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> the, right, which is which the, rules. The That's young, like, you know. The, you know, you, you see on the news, you know, you're on Twitter, you're 12 years old, you're on Twitter probably, or on fucking TikTok, wherever, that tens of thousands of civilians are being absolutely massacred, yep. right? And, and the country doing the killing uh, is completely getting away with it and is being armed and funded by the richest nation on earth, and somehow can get away with that and do things that no other country would ever be allowed to do. Yep. I would find that deeply <clears throat> offensive. <clears throat> yeah. So she went in and she asked the teacher if the flag he had up was for religious reasons. Well, of course, he has to say no to that because you're not allowed to have any kind of religious <laughs> iconography right. in, in a public school. And then after he said that, after he told her it wasn't for religious reasons, she was like, oh, okay, well, I just wanted to let you know I find it offensive. <laughs> so he fucking... And, and keep in mind... This guy put that flag up hoping, just hoping somebody would say something so that he could go fucking berserk. Right. And he did. This is from the article. Multiple accounts quote Reese. His name, last name is Reese. Multiple accounts quote Reese saying, I will drag her ass into the parking lot and slit her fucking throat and fucking kill her. Other witnesses reported that what was heard uh, saying was you motherfucking piece of shit. I'll kick your ass. I should cut your motherfucking head off. Yeah. So I I love that the the news was like, some people heard him say this. Others heard him (laughs) say that. (laughs) It's just like, and uh, both of them are horrific. Like just, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, So another couple, uh, I'm sorry. Another teacher told deputies that Reese was walking back to his classroom uh, when he could be heard yelling. She is a stupid motherfucker and i will drag her by the back of my car and cut her fucking head off for disrespecting my jewish flag 
<laughs> Definitely, what the, the when you have the moral high ground, that's for sure the way you talk uh, about somebody else. But this is, I mean, this is like politely the, telling this you kind of pathology is not only excusable to him in his mindset, to the Zionist mindset, but is the norm. Mm-hmm. This is the norm, and so and he just did this in front of a, like a, apparently a whole hallway full of people because everyone heard him say this, and he kept going and going and going. So fucking school resource officer got called into it and took statements from, I don't know, seems like a number of people <laughs> and basically had like looked at his fucking rule book and said, uh, yeah, you threatened to murder a child <laughs> right, to yeah. their face during school hours. Like right. I have to arrest you. So he was arrested and charged with making terroristic threats. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, and also I think cruelty to a minor was another one of the charges. That's, that's, that's- tremendous like, fucking maybe the first karma. time in history having a cop in a school was a good thing <laughs> <laughs> right he's like i don't really want to do this but i guess i kind of gotta i'm kind of my hands are tied by the rule book on this one but you yeah know, i mean i, I agree uh, with you but I, yeah I, I i mean i totally i hate palestinians look, too, i want to I mean, shoot these kids all the time but you know you, i just i need an excuse first you can't just go flying off the handle if, if you want to if you want to decapitate a child and get away with it you have to have my job right you right, gotta be right. a cop you can't right, be right. a teacher you gotta, you know, you gotta go rules. to high school you gotta you gotta you beat know? up a bunch of fucking gay kids and then you gotta you know you know it's you know score somewhere in the middle you, of the class and then you know pass some basic physical right. exam and take a bunch of steroids and then you can do the same thing I do. I mean, if you want me to grab the kid and body slam her, I can do that, but you got to have a good reason. It can't just right. be because she said some words to No, her. she's got to be like on her phone or something that you got to have a le- really right. be a legitimate reason for me to slam she, her. She has to be ground. sitting down in her desk and not, you know, making eye contact with me and then I'm allowed to brutalize the child. But <laughs> see, you didn't, d- you didn't call me up. Instead, you threatened uh, the kid yourself and we can't have that. So sorry, I got to take you to jail. Um, you know, we laugh because we have to, because what a fucking <laughs> sick society we live in. But Jesus Christ. Um, all right. Well, on that note, <laughs> I think that does it for us this week. Uh, but yeah, so uh, rate, re- review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, follow us on, um, I always forget the name of the fucking site. It's uh, acast.com slash shows slash move left, I want to say is the address i'm just gonna check it real quick while we're on air yep that's the one all right so follow us on the the link to the thing that you're already listening to us to on (laughs) yes yeah no (laughs) find us on twitter uh and find the link to the show i'm gonna get this down one of these days but but i'll uh i'll get the real link for you uh but yeah we're on acast acast uh you know follow us on twitter to find those links you can uh find them at at move left pod uh i'm at move underscore left on twitter and i'm on twitter at bike slutty <laughs> sorry <laughs> i've had to think about my, it my whole while, routine's so. fucking thrown because it's like oh yeah i used to say a bunch of things i don't have to say anymore so um we'll, we'll we'll get that we'll get that back to a uh to a standard eventually but uh back to standard work but yeah all right so yeah follow us uh all those those places uh we'll post episodes we'll probably be a little sporadic for the rest of the year uh with the holidays and whatnot but uh but you keep your you know subscribe to the feeds and keep your eye out and we'll uh we'll post some shit up soon uh yeah and uh we'll see you next time And then he sang a song The rare 
Christmas. 